You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back to Empire of Rust, the first and greatest Transformers RPG podcast. And I am so looking forward to the Mario Brothers movie when it comes out. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. It did look sort of entertaining. I, I, I seen the trailer like two months ago, I think it was. But uh, I think my kids would have been all I'm, over that a couple years ago. But I'm, I'm ambivalent. Ambivalent, huh? Like, I mean, it could be... Like I'm not excited. I'm not going to be like, oh, I need to go see that. The the trans the D and D movie I believe is in the theater, and I've heard good things about that. So I saw it last night. Oh, do tell. Last night, two months ago, whatever the case is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For the purposes of the recording, consider it a uh, a period piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. Yeah. The best D and D movie ever, ever, ever. Wow! I'm, I'm going to make that about... statement. Good. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was about um, two hours. To be fair, that's a really low bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm confident in making that statement. <laughs> I feel I felt the same way going into no. the last GI Joe movie. <laughs> I, I actually went to see it with uh, a friend from work who has never played any RPGs, D&D or otherwise. And uh, he was excited to see it. And I was excited to see it. We got tickets. We went. And he enjoyed himself immensely, even though he didn't get half the little Easter eggs and nods <laughs> to, you know, gamers who know the game. And there were there were plenty in there, and I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie on its own. But those extra little things in there that I was like, oh, oh, okay, I I know what that is. I know what this is. I know what that effect is. All of that, and you know, all the little Easter eggs and hidden stuff that I was able to pick out and enjoy uh, made it that much better for me. Nice, excellent, cool. I might have to give that a watch and see. See if I enjoy it half as much as you. If you enjoy it half as much as I did, it'll still be twice as much as any other D&D movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the first one back when it was in theaters, I think like the 2001, and then there was another one that was like another There were I... actually two. Two more? Yeah. Beyond the first? Yep. Huh. I did not know about the third one. I didn't know about it either until I saw like a uh, review of the first one that someone did because uh, this one was coming out. They decided they'd never seen the, the first one. They decided to go back and see it and they still gave it a horrible review. Yeah. It had a couple of good parts. Other than that, it was awful. Was the third one any good? I I actually haven't seen it. I've heard it's awful. Was it huh. direct video? Yeah, it, it didn't like make movies, uh, make the theaters at all. Can't, can't help but to think of that. What was it? Late the mid eighties, 
horror movie about the role-playing game. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Uh, really awful Mazes one. and Monsters? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Uh, Tom Hanks is in that, right? Yep. I think so, yeah. 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 <laughs> Not exactly D&D. No. Was it about D&D players, or is it actually I, just about the setting? I, w- I think it was vilifying the action of playing a game that, you know, brought demons and, and devils into play. That was in the middle of, like, the satanic panic, wasn't it? Yes, yep. it was. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of ironic that the, the old D&D cartoon kind of came out in the same time period as, that, as all that shit. Well, spoiler alert. Everyone does want to hear this careers. The uh, the D and D movie has a nod to the cartoon as well. <laughs> oh, nice! Yep, okay. Nice. That brings probably the, the most successful circle. most successful piece of media other than probably this movie. It's a series. I mean, none of the other ones did very well. So, the cartoon is fairly well remembered. Well, speaking of being well regarded, we all have a game to play. <laughs> Because <laughs> we are all super well regarded to each other. I think I died a little bit that time. Segway master. <laughs> Your Segway is a flat tire. <laughs> All right, when last we left our heroes. Heroes? Villains? Uh, uh. <laughs> our players. <laughs> when last we left our players. Our protagonists. <laughs> Coin flip. <laughs> Is high or low good for you? When last we left our antagonists, <laughs> <laughs> you had just... Oh, it's good. So speaking of antagonists, you just destroyed these two bots' relationship. Boy, I'm sure lose a lot of sleep over it. <laughs> like, like you see. But yeah, Sweet Spot managed to bluff Lamplighter into giving up all the information that he had on the contracts from Starscream against all of his political rivals. At the end of the episode, all we saw was Waveform's disappointed face. That her friend, that her, her bot has betrayed her. All thanks to Sweet Spot. Good job, Sweet Spot. Sweet Spot. Destroyer of friendships. <laughs> I don't exactly think that title uh, rolls off the tongue, but uh, you know, I'll accept it for now. So walk me through. What's your next steps here? You've gotten some information from Wave, uh, from Lamplighter, and yeah, all of you are back into the, the main hall, and these two are just kind of glaring at each other. And you, of course. These two guys are our evidence. Our evidence. So I think we should treat them as such. Um, restrain them and keep them under in whatever safety we can. Throw yeah. them in a plastic bag, then put into a box behind a closed door that you have to put, you know, have a security guard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do to weapons, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they are already tied up, uh, thanks to Carapace's ridiculously successful pin that he did. And they have uh, inhibitor restraints on them. That's right. That's right. They do. I am going to 
uh, I, I guess this is what I would have been done doing while they were talking because I'm not really needed for that part in this. I just need to be ominous in the room. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I was gonna uh, carve up uh, leatherback for uh, for parts. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, a quick question for you mm-hmm. there before you start on that. Yeah. Where are you doing this? Where is he lying? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's kind of just on the floor right in the middle of the, the, the room there, but also Optimus Prime is kind of standing really close to you guys. So I didn't know if you want to just do it in the middle of the floor here. I'm, I'm sure not he giving you strong, the chance. I'm sure Optimus Prime can, has a strong stomach. Right, but I mean, like, I, I can I can take it to another room. Like, I do understand the scene that that would make, so. You want me to reanimate him so he can follow you? No. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Is a witch. Um, if you do want to make him smaller for a little while, then that would make getting his body out of the room that much easier. So I thought that's that what like cutting it. him up was going to do. <laughs> uh, potato, potato. Uh, but yeah, I'll hit him with the the, the uh, mass displacement cannon if that helps. But you have to move fast. So. Yep. I will ready in action to pick him up and get the f out of dodge. That lasts just a couple of rounds, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's easy enough. He's not moving. He's not going to to fight back. <laughs> so you hit him with the gun. He shrinks down. And Carapace, you have a little handle ready to go. Just strap it onto him. And then you got a little, a little crocodile skin bag. <laughs> well, the funny thing is I probably was going to use him as a container, but not that way. <laughs> Better make some nice boots out of him. And we'll say that you can get him out of the the main door, uh, and it probably takes you a few minutes or so to, to locate a suitably private place. But yeah, you can get him hidden away, and you should be good to go. Okay. Tell me what you're you're going to do. You're just going to carve up the pieces and, and use him as as what? Well, so here's the thing. This is one of those like there's a feat that pretty much is exactly what. Like I intended to do with this, but the feet doesn't give enough points to do what he is. Like you're like, I'd be like, oh, I'll take a bite. No, that's too many points. Oh, I'll take a tip. No, don't have that. It's like all the stuff that I have, I kind of already have, which is, you know, why we were so enemy because we were so alike. But one of the things that we could say that he had was, uh, like I said, the container is that there's like equipment mounts and weapon mounts. So I can kind of use his things to increase that because that's two two of those points if you want to increase a little bit more then maybe I'll take like a bite or like a tail slap or a... imagine him running around with the tail just hitting people <laughs> <laughs> you're becoming far more animalistic uh, than from what you uh, once were yeah I mean that's I mean I've always been an animal let's just say we haven't had ample time, you know, ample opportunities to show that. I have a great idea. You ever seen those sticks with the T-Rex head on the end and then the trigger at the bottom? (laughs) (laughs) That would be perfect. (laughs) Snap, snap. (laughs) Start going a little crazy like Magnum. Start talking to it. Making it talk back to you. (laughs) Well, I I guess I know I had been asking I, I had hoped that just because of like a, the, the plot 
nature of this that I would actually be able to kind of get that ability for free. However, if I take that feat in addition to doing this, like, could I actually get, like, one of the bigger things, like, like the bite? Like, I mean, it would be pincers for me, but, you know, because that's why I figure, like, you know, we're robots, we can kind of repurpose things, but I see this as, like, a ritualistic, like, partake of the strength of the fallen, you know, type thing. All right. All right. What I'll do is I will give you a survival check. And this uh, survival check is going to be uh, like over the course of like minutes or maybe even like an hour to care- to carefully do this. And okay. if you want to have someone help you uh, during this whole process, you're welcome to do that as well. But I'll set a I'll set a DC for this. And if you do it, then if you want to take that feat on your next level, then yeah, I'll give you an additional I think an additional two points out of it. That would be amazing. <clears throat> yeah. That would be amazing. Um, well, as far as like people that would carve up people, I think that's probably a, a Pythagoras Magnum combination. <laughs> I don't think anybody else has a uh, enough skill Pyth- in this. Pythagoras can help you because he does need, um, he wants to get the memory module out too, because that's probably going to be useful that's, for you. That's all right. I, certainly, I certainly don't need his brain. You heard him talk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't forget that Nyko is like a survival expert, isn't he? <laughs> That's sar- is that sarcasm? Yeah. Was it, yeah was it, I was like, wasn't he like, a, wasn't he like a city bot? Like, you know, got lost in his own museum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not a survival expert. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah, Nyko's survival like, anyway? Four. <laughs> what's what's yours, uh, Wild Strike? Uh, nine. That's not bad. What uh, about you, Pythagoras Magnum? I don't think I don't think we have a survival score, but I might be able to use some science, science it up, to help you out. Could you use like a like the heal skill as part of like medicine, or is it medicine now? Yeah, medicine, like medicine for like the whole carving people up. Like, oh yeah, take that part. That's connected to the. <clears throat> that's got really good connective tissue, which makes the jaws snap. <laughs> Yep. Uh, it's up. To, if it's okay with Mike, I'll do that. I also use Energon Node to give you a plus four to your, your check. Pat. I legit rolled a natural twenty. <laughs> wow. wow! Can I can I roll a medicine? Uh, so you rolled twenty crap. unlegitly <laughs> in the past? Oh, absolutely, yes, totally. No, but I mean, like, I that was amazing. Yep. Yes, Matt, you can uh, roll medicine for this one, if you'd like. Okay. I got 32. Woo! Okay, and I had a 34 unaided. So that's a 38 with with your help. That's a 36. 32 plus 6. Yes, plus 6. But that, oh, what is your, your Energon thing? Give me a plus what? A plus 4. Oh, okay, then it's a 40, then this, 42 my, then. My skill roll was 36. Would that, would that give you a plus 6? Yeah, yeah, so it's 10 okay. higher, so 34. Uh, 44. Jesus. Yeah. I I, sa- I, I think I've I been, thought I saw... I've been planning this for a while now. <laughs> I've thought about it meticulously. <laughs> I thought I set the DC reasonably high for something like this, but a 44? Yeah, you yeah. blow past that. <laughs> I mean, like... I mean, that will... How about that? That's, that's going to explain why I'm gaining 
so much of a benefit out of it. <clears throat> Absolutely. So yeah, the next time you take uh, a feat, if you take the, uh, oh, I forget the name of it, but it's the feat that gives you some extra build points for your alt mode, you will get an additional two build points for that. Yep, it is called... Batman. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Called Alt Mode Enhancement. All right. Uh, And Pythagoras, I think you said you were trying to get the uh, memory module out of this fucker? Yeah. And you successfully do that with that roll. All right, so I'll hook it up to my computer and try to scan for information about Swampstone to start out give any information to to Carapus that he might need. Alright. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, the two of you, it takes uh, probably uh, anywhere from a, a half hour to an hour to get all this done, considering that it is it's fairly delicate separation of equipment. You can't just rip the shit off. In the meantime, Sweet Spot and Wild Strike, you two doing anything? Why? Are you inviting us somewhere? <laughs> Magnum does have a question if he can try to find out from our prisoners though while they're doing the work if you guys unless you guys go first so whatever you're doing I think these uh, these two are definitely going to take down Starscream's future perhaps if we uh, check out the uh, the Metro Titan there we can see if we can't undermine his past as well that's a good idea one thing I gotta know, though, how did you sneak this many Sharktacons in here? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> just, just, you know. Did anyone help you, or what? I, we, uh, we didn't, we didn't have to sneak anyone in. These Sharktacons were kind of just left over from the Junkion invasion of Earth. When the Junkions arrived on the planet a couple of years ago, they brought a ton of Sharktacons with them. They're all over the place now. We do have this device, though. And he would point, he would point out a, a little device that he had kind of built into his arm uh, that apparently sent them into like, a rage, kind of like, pushed their aggression meters kind of up. So they were all, they were already all in the, on the vents and everything? Yeah, exactly! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't I, I don't know who put them there or if anyone put them there. <laughs> I mean, you had a device. You expected them to come out. So you have, must have been reasonably certain that they were around. Can't deny that. You, you, you weren't just hoping some shark cats would show up off chance. I thought they were just going to come in the door. I didn't know they were in the vents. <sighs> Can I do a sense they were hiding. <sighs> I expected all of them to just First in the front door. That's sense mode of this, this, this guy. <laughs> and you can see Waveform just kind of glaring at him right now. Boom! Magnum! Alright. So that is... Uh, it's 41 sense motive. Oof, man. <laughs> Forgot how easy it is to get the ridiculously high checks when you're even just like level 8 or 9. Well, he did roll a natural 20 on that. Yeah. <laughs> so. And this is his specialty. Still. 
Uh, yeah, it, it actually doesn't seem like he's he's really lying or trying to be deceptive about this. He really doesn't know if there if anyone planted them there for them. He just knows that yeah, like they, they were this device is supposed to send them into a rage, and it's likely just going to cause a distraction. Okay, just looking at um, waveform, uh, does she? Does it sound like she is? thinks the same thing. Can I tell just from the way she's reacting to what he's saying? Sure. And what I'll say is you're picking up mostly just anger from her. Anger and hurt. Uh, And you think that anything that's like anything she's feeling right now is just directed to that. Uh, It doesn't look like she's like trying to hide anything or be deceptive, but it looks like she's just not paying attention to to your questions and focusing all her her attention on uh, her former partner here. Okay. So, so so it's sort of ambivalent whether they were here or not, whether she knew anything. Right. And and this does track with what you know as well. Like it, there were there was a uh, like a junkie on ship did arrive on Earth a few years ago, and it had like a metric fuck ton of Sharktacons on it. And they did use them as weapons, and there's there's no way in hell they got all of them. Is, so. is, there pla- is it plausible that they've been, they've been stuck, stuck hiding around Metro Titan for all this time? Or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because without any like, direction, and without anyone kind of pushing them to, to attack, like the Junkions originally were, and like Waveform and Lamplighter are, they're likely to, just as likely to, to hide and to keep them to keep away until they need to feed. So, yeah. I gotta spray for these things. So one of the reasons why Nyko was able to uh, kind of hear more in the walls there, because it's likely just all of the, the scattered remnants of them. It's a lot, it's a lot more scary than rats. <laughs> yep. I imagine it keeps the rat population down. You noticed that there was no rats around. It sounds like that sounds like the end game of some stupid pest control project. Oh, we're gonna introduce you know the the robot praying mantises to kill the infestation beetles, and then we're gonna introduce the robot you know um, opossums to get rid of the the praying mantises, and finally you're like, well, we'll introduce the sharktacons to get rid of you know the the robo chimps, you know. And now you introduce the robo dinos to get rid of the sharktacons. <laughs> It's all connected. <laughs> One giant web of stupidity. <laughs> uh, all right. My head hurts a bit. You guys have any ideas? <laughs> I mean, that's absurd, but, <clears throat> you, know, di- you know, robots that look like animals are weird, so... I don't know what their behavior is. What's, uh, what's Wild Strike up to? Uh, nothing... I'd say he's probably up to about uh, 3,000 feet and climbing. (laughs) So many shoes. And I'm going to take that gizmo away from him, by the way. Yeah, that's a good idea. No more playing with Shocticons for you. I had had assumed that when you did your search, you disabled any other devices on him, so he wasn't about to use it. No, but I might be. (laughs) Sure thing. Maybe reverse it. Get him to calm down. So who wants to to go where? 
We're gonna go find Metro Titan's brain, right? So. Yeah, or his voice chamber, or wherever it is that he, you know, how when when everyone directly speaks to a Titan, how you know go to that place. Yeah. Uh, I'll turn into a hat, so you guys mind? Uh, my legs are by the pants. Sure. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whose head am I sitting on? Ah, uh, let's just sit on mine. You know what? I think your hat is kind of bad. Ding. I might have to incorporate this look. Imagine a sweet spot with a big pimp hat, a big feather. Yeah. Why you gotta be a feather? Huh? Because having a goldfish in your in your hat is weird. <laughs> So Wild Strike and Sweet Spot, as the two of you are kind of conversing, uh, Windblade is going to come up to you. Harumph, harumph, okay. harumph, harumph, harumph. Thank you so much for the protection that you two offered. I truly appreciate it. Do you think that the threat is over now? Is there anything else that we should be worried about? Well, I'd be inclined to say no, but I know as soon as I do, something else is going to pop up. So we'll just say it looks very possible. And the two of you would also know that Windblade is a city speaker. A city sweeper? City, city speaker. Spe- speaker. Uh, she is trained... <laughs> she is trained to be able to speak with, uh, with Titans because they're... Oh their kind of thought process is so much more involved and in-depth because they're keeping track of so many more things. It can kind of be a bit difficult to converse with them uh, at times, whereas uh, Windblade has been has kind of been trained to interface with that to get clearer answers. Hmm. You could be useful. Did you ever, did you ever watch um, did you guys ever watch Farscape? Yep. They had a whole thing. They had a whole thing about that with like the pilot, like yeah. you know, when they first like it was just like oh they, there's like no slow down like I know you have twenty thoughts a second but like you know like slow down and then it was like it's like yeah I have to do exactly that like they integrate with the ship and they're like oh I'm processing you know thousands of things simultaneously and I always thought that was a really interesting uh, probably my favorite episode involved like body switching and so like. A normal biped is all of a sudden stuck in this ship, and he's like, "I, I don't know. I, I've got all these arms, and I don't know what. Like, what's going on? You know." And it was some of the best descriptions the show ever came up with. Yeah. What do you mean I could be useful? What do you need? Uh, we need to. Are you uh, measuring my worth by how much I can aid you, Ambassador? Yes, I am. But really, that shouldn't surprise you. Uh, what we need you to do is translate the uh, the Titans. Uh, Communication. Help us communicate with the Titan that we're standing right here. This one. Metro Titan? Yeah, Metro Titan. That's one. I can certainly do that, especially since you all helped me so much today. If I may ask, what do you need to know? I look at Wildstrike. Windblade looks at you, Wildstrike. Nyko looks up at you. <laughs> After an inordinately long pause, I will look back at the, uh, the sander there and say, that was not something that we probably want to discuss out in the open like this. 
He's like, so, you know, normal operating procedures for us. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I can turn back into a building if you guys want. <laughs> you can, can you? <laughs> so you can send us to our rooms? I don't think so. <laughs> you have Nintendo in your rooms. Uh, Wild Strike, <laughs> I want you to go ahead and make a perception check. Nyko okay. can as well. Uh, 31 for Wild Strike, 23 for Nyko. All right. I'm going to say both of you notice uh, Longtooth and Circuit are kind of hanging around just out of reach of you. And you can easily see that Longtooth's camera is still recording. So uh, you can also assume that Circuit probably has uh, his, uh, his recording device kind of pointed at the four of you as well. Uh, wow, an annoying reporter. Wow, who would have... I would have thought. <laughs> now, don't forget, like, Circuit and Longtooth aren't, you know, aren't bad people, but you think they're probably just trying to, like, they're probably just trying to get a scoop, you know? I'll, uh, lean into Sweet Spot and say, yeah, we're you. Our conversation definitely isn't private here, and kind of motion towards the two. Ah, yes. All right. Well, why don't you, uh, see about, uh, finding the Santa a way be of service, and I'm going to go talk to those two, and I will uh, step out of the group and head straight toward them, waving, hey, Circuit, Longtooth, how are you guys doing? <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh, oh, Ambassador Sweet Spot, Ambassador Sweet Spot, can we get a quote for this evening's edition? Uh, well, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I am not uh, looking exactly like uh, Ambassador Sweet Spot, although... I was going to say, do, do people know, people don't know that he's alive yet, right? Yeah, they're about to. Yeah, okay. I, that's, that's why I wanted to, I just wanted to be clear about that, because it's like, that's a whole whole different conversation. Yep, yep. <laughs> they're, they're about to. I'm, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag, give them the scoop that they need, and then they'll go away. Can you comment on your supposed death on Scarvix? Uh, yes, it was uh, a painful experience. A very, uh, very scary thing to go through, uh, but I did not actually die. Uh, I was, uh, I was. So while strike, while a sweet spot distracts the uh, those two, uh, Windblade will uh, look at you and ask, "What is it that you need from Metro Titan? What can I help with?" Do you have a place where we can speak privately? So just like out of character for a second, uh, yes, you can if you want to, but you also think that uh, Sweet Spot is being distracting and loud enough where oh, okay. it would, it would as long as you two stay quiet, it's not going to get picked up. Okay. And there's no one else around you that can that can overhear. Well, Wild Strike knows nothing about Metro Titan, so <laughs> he doesn't know. Oh, oh he doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he wasn't involved in that conversation. So what do you guys want me to ask her? From what I can, from what I understand, we would need to know. Like, do you remember supporting him, like Starscream, or like dying before and suddenly waking up here? Like, you know, like can you explain why that would have happened? Or even if he remembers endorsing Starscream? Right, that's what I'm saying. And if not, then maybe uh, if there's a memory of him seeing himself like a clone or a mirror, you know, something like that. 
If you want to keep it、uh, a little bit generic, you can you can do that. You can kind of ask about whether or not、uh, you know we we need to ask、uh, Metro Titan about. Uh, about his endorsement of Starscream as leader of the planet, and we'd like to actually talk to him in person about that, and maybe you can help us do that. You know,、okay. something、yeah. along like those, that effect, if you want. All right, keep it like that. Because、um, I, I do agree that it doesn't seem to to be like like the idea of Wildstrike questioning like Windblade about what she can provide doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But understanding that, yeah, this is the goal and. We we want to be able to talk to Metro Titan in person, and you guys need her help to expedite that. All right. So,、um, just to get the facts straight,、uh, Metro Titan was the one that endorsed Starscream. Correct. And Metro Titan so, is the one that's here on Earth now. You are standing inside Metro Titan. Does everyone else know that they are both one and the same? Not. Everyone. All right. That's、uh, nuts. Yeah, it's not like super common knowledge,、uh, but、mm, but I think Pythagoras was able to identify that、um, based from like the the few pieces of video footage that、uh, this that the Titan that transformed into this building into this like look this uh like neighborhood looks exactly like the one that blew up underneath、uh, Cybertron years and years ago. And that one was the one who endorsed Starscream. So everyone probably believes that that one is dead and gone, and unreachable for comment on Starscream. However, except for the few people who were able to identify him from the the brief the brief footage of him before he transformed. I see. So no, so everyone knows this is Metro Titan, but very few people knew that that was that other dude was Metro Titan. It was just to most people,、right. it was just some Titan. That showed up. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's poke some holes. Yeah, we should also mention the the Sharkicon problem. Well, now we've got a a, a Sharkicon rage beacon. So, <laughs> which <laughs> that could be helpful. Yeah. I, oh, give it to me. I, I'll fly around with it. I was just gonna say, yeah. Like, <laughs> give, give it to. Give it, give it to, give it to Carapace. I'll, I'll use it wisely. <laughs> Imagine Wild,、uh, Wildstrike flying over the, over the, the ground with like this, this huge herd following. <laughs> I can see Carapace, Carapace showing up at the, the arena back in Cybertron, going, "Have I got a surprise for you? You're all gonna be part of the party." <laughs> This is actually a birthday present for Lord Lord Spurge. <laughs> We need your assistance. We would like to speak to Metro Titan specifically about his endorsement of Starscream. I can help you with that. Do you want to do it now? How urgent is this? Uh, look around the room.、Uh, fairly urgent.、Um, what would be the best? Where would be the best place to speak with?、Him? We would need to go to his spark chamber. I can interface with him there. Okay.、Um, when you have a moment, then,、uh, but not too long, please. Let me try to ditch this party and make my escape. Then we can head down right away. Thank you. And then over the comms, I will let everybody know. But、uh, I spoke with her. 
she's going to excuse herself and we'll meet down at the spark chamber. Um, all right. Ten four. <laughs> all right. Now, like, like I was saying, uh, that's when the races were going on, and you know, I got into those <laughs> on Cybertron, and of course, I, I had to take down the uh, uh, the villainous uh, fiend that was buying up all the properties on uh, on Electron. No, uh, Titan. The name is Navitas. 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 Yeah. Uh, by the way, he has recently transformed. Did you know that? Uh, that's a whole nother story. You'll have to look into that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's when, uh, we, uh, got some evidence and things together. And I decided to reintroduce myself to the, uh, campaign and Velostron in general. Of course, everyone thinking that I was dead certainly wouldn't want to let down all my enemies. <laughs> oh, wait. I totally did want to let down my enemies. But, I did want to let uh, my fans and supporters know that I am alive and well and willing to reintegrate myself into the campaign for the good of Cybertron and, and all uh, 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 all Transformers, that is. Uh, I hope that is enough. I have just received a call. I am going to have to leave you now. All right. Good luck to you. <laughs> and as you walk away, you can hear them kind of calling out to you. It's like, wait, so, so you're, you're definitely coming back to the, the, the race and it kind of just fades out as you you walk away from them. <laughs> Always leave them wanting more. I think they were pretty wanting as it is. Uh, needs not want huh? Alright. Off to the Titan place. So we'll so Carapace and Pythagoras will say that you guys have taken care of uh, Leatherback's remains and did everything you needed to while all this was happening. And uh, Wild Strike and Sweet Spot, you two make your way out of the the ballroom here. Uh, which one of the uh, which one of the herd actually took him down? It was a grazer, I think. It was a grazer. Uh, well, I'm going to make sure I Ticeratops. I'm going to make sure I get like a, a, a one of his teeth, so that I can like give him to us like a necklace, like put on his collar to be like, oh, you're such a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. The real dirty secret is that it's actually his actually his real name is Pleatherback, but ooh, Leatherback. not real Leatherback. Uh, Windblade will make her rounds and takes about another 15, 20 minutes or so to make her excuses and head on out. Uh, but you can catch up with her in the hallway as uh, she is heading down to the uh, spark chamber. So all, all six of you are together because Legionnaire has followed uh, Windblade. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for doing your job superlatively. Anytime. <laughs> if there's one thing I do great, it's my job. Because <laughs> I'm paid to do it. <laughs> I'm the best there is at what I do. <laughs> Eat Twinkies while laying down on the couch? Come on! <laughs> I guess I'll reform. My component parts are together. That's right, I keep from getting like Magnum's the actual hat, not on Pythagoras. I just envision them like jumping upside down and just being like, you know? It's like, oh, you become like you become the top. I become the top. You become the top. I become the top. A big F you to physics every time. Yeah, absolutely. 
you make your way down some winding passages of uh, Metro Titan's halls, uh, and you descend further and further into the the depths of uh, the city. Uh, Eventually, you come to a sealed door. Uh, As you approach it, nothing happens until Windblade kind of walks up to it, uh, jacks into the, the door controls, and you can kind of see like she's she's like introducing herself and 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 communicating with uh, uh directly into Metro Titan's mind uh and after a few seconds the light turns green and the doors slide open uh, and inside is an enormous spark an enormous green spark green uh, mhm and Interesting. Uh, yeah, there's there's some space around, and there's a, a bunch of like monitors and everything. And uh, I'm assuming all of you are going in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. If the light is green, the the mind is clean. <laughs> <laughs> you can see displays uh, showing all of like the status of the the city. Uh, everything from like power distribution, hydraulics, uh, security systems, everything. So like you're you're seeing effectively uh, Metro Titan kind of going through the, the the motions of like the maintenance and and function of his body as you're uh, as you're you're watching this and like going like around the spark kind of in circles. You see like statuses, you know, update and change. You see. You see, like, problem areas, like, go to red, and you see him, like, distributing resources back to where they should be. Uh, it's it's very similar to what happened when you restored Navitas, except this is very, very functional, very efficient, very clean. An example of a, a Titan that is, is, is in very good shape. I was going to ask that. He looks in very good shape, then. Absolutely. He doesn't look like he got put back together after being blown up or anything like that, so... Not at all. I, I, I just had a, I just had a thought, and I, I'm, I'm probably like 50 episodes too late. But <laughs> where the fuck did that green spark come from? Like I found it. Like, like wh- what was happening there? That like <laughs> there was just this thing lying around. Like was somebody stealing it? Like did a weird, you know? It's just like one of those things. I was just like, what the fuck? Like. I don't 50 know. episodes. You're like 75 too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'm sure some villain will come after us eventually when they find out it's missing. Yep. Yeah. We'll <laughs> Special episodes. <laughs> Damn good question, though. And Windblade will uh, head on to the uh, to the spark and add up to the equipment there. And uh, it looks like she is interfacing with Metro Titan. Cool. What would you like to ask? Uh, good afternoon, your Titaness. Um, <clears throat> uh, we'd like to take a few moments of your time, if you don't mind. Uh, we have a... We have uh, have a bit of situation on Cybertron, and uh, if you don't mind, we'd like to ask you a couple questions about Starscream. And you can hear, uh, you can hear Windblade speak, but her voice is like the, the the cadence and the tone of her voice has changed. It's still her voice, but it's a lot slower, a lot more ponderous now, uh, and strangely, a lot more formal. 
as well. Yes. What is it I can answer for you? Now, wait, quick, quick aside. Do we, what is the time period? What, do we know the exact date and time that, that uh, Starscream was, got his endorsement? Out of character, like out of, of the universe, I don't know the exact like the exact date for it, but it would have been a couple of years ago, probably like five or six, maybe. Okay, but we do know pretty much when, when and where, to a degree. Yep. Uh, uh, plus, I mean, Magnum or not Magnum Pythagoras would know as well. He, he can easily look up in public records when uh, when Starscream came to power, and he it would have happened days, if not a week, before then. So it, it is it is known. So um, if you don't mind me asking, uh, where were you on or about about six thousand cycles ago? Did you happen to be on Cybertron at any point in the past? I was on Cybertron many millennia ago, but on the day you speak of, I was not functional here under the ground of Earth. Um, uh, thank you. Um, do you remember ever speaking to Starscream? The current ruler of Cybertron and I have not spoken for many millennia. Back before the golden age of Cybertron. And you would know that is, is millions of years ago. Okay. Um... I probably sense motive. Probably, I'm still probably way out of this. He's probably way out of my league sense motive wise. <laughs> <laughs> you can give it a shot. No, that's not yet. Um, Did you just sense motive a city? <laughs> hey, if anyone can understand what he's going through, it's me. Ritz <laughs> Ritz small, you know. Uh, so you don't. Uh, you don't recall ever endorsing said Starscream. I have not spoken with him in a very long time. If you speak about his current wish, then no. I have not endorsed him for that. Although we spoke about many things during the Golden Age, I do not call endorse him for anything. Well, I'm, you're probably familiar with the story of why he's in charge right now. He found some titan buried in Cybertron that said he could be the ruler. What was it the exact words? You're the... You deserve to be that big cheese. The, uh, the exact words were, he has the potential to rule. He has the potential to rule, yes. Um, very few people have noticed that, but from the evidence we've gathered it looked like it was you although it doesn't seem possible for it to have been you especially since you don't remember doing it and, it, and I don't know what your opinions are but maybe that's something you wouldn't want to do anyway so um, do we how long is he also, supposed to have been buried also by, here? by his own uh, by his own account he was here, here. yes uh, exactly buried and unconscious yeah how long was it? Do we know how long he was buried here? That's difficult to pick out from here. 
Uh, if you guys want to do like a culture or like, a physical science or something, we can say that you look through some records that are trying to piece it together. Uh, I was planning on doing but, that yeah, afterwards. That's, that's I was sort of curious if there was like sort of a common conception of at least how long he's been around that people know about. You know, in that case, then no. Now the uh, the no one really knew that he was that he was here uh, until Prime brought him brought him uh, back up. While the when conversation's going on, uh, I'm going to be just glancing around the room, looking for things. Okay. I'm going to come back to you in just a, a moment there, Sweets. All right. What was your question there, Matt? When did, when did Prime set him up in his current position, or bring him up, at least? Oh, that was, it was a fairly short time ago, less than a year. So very short in terms of uh, Cybertronian time frames. So I guess, uh, what is your opinion? I remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) It was like because for me it was yesterday. What is your opinion of that information that couldn't possibly be true since you're there, but that uh, there is evidence that something, someone like you that appeared to be you endorsed him before blowing up. There is a deception somewhere, either in the public perception of events or in your interpretation of them. Mm. Makes that makes complete sense. Yes. What, would, what was our level of certainty that it was him from the evidence we gathered? I. Uh, it looked exactly like him. Okay. Then we have a... All right. So just aside, I think an important job for us to discover is, has he really been buried here for a long time? Yeah. Sure. Do Titans, uh, like, have twins or anything like that? They can. It's uh, it's not common, but I think there may have been, like, one or two in Cybertronian history that have looked very similar. But... A, a Division? Uh, for the most... Titans? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, they, you guys said that he kind of like warped space to go from Cybertron to Earth. Like, could there have been like a a twinning, like a copying of that, like when it occurred, because they were both stuck underground, like a transporter error? Yeah, oh, clever. <laughs> do we get do we get a two bit situation here? <laughs> no, no, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, sweet. Uh, I'll, uh, actually, you know what? I'll give it to, um, since Pythagoras is doing all the talking here, I'll give a, a sweet, you, uh, Wild Strike, and Carapace a perception check as you're going around. Uh, who has a good computer skill out of the three of you? I've been known to uh, tap few keys. Uh, not really hard, but very fast. I have a four, four, four in computers. Nico has 12. Ooh. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Uh, and if Nyko wants to to do a computer's check, just kind of looking around, you know, poking through some of the systems there, some of the, the more easily accessible systems, I'll let you do that too. Okay. Uh, Carapace actually got a, a 32 perception. 32 perception. Let's stick with per, uh, the perception for now. Uh, sweet perception. Yeah, a uh, 19 here on the roll. 19. And Wildstrike, if you're doing a perception, go ahead and give it to me. 
uh, sweet and wild strike. Uh, you don't notice really anything out of place or unusual. Uh, you you are keeping there's a, just a lot of stuff going on, a lot of like status changes, and like all of the city systems. They're kind of like flashing by really really quickly, and it is very very distracting. Uh, and then add to that all like the changing lights and everything with it. It is kind of hard to keep track of all the things that are in here. It's almost like a uh, like a disco. Almost, there's just so much happening around. Yes. Carapace. Uh, as you are walking around, you notice this little small thing that that others really haven't picked up on. One of the panels. Onto the uh, the equipment uh, along along one of the walls seems to be not uh, fully like fully flush against the uh, the rest of it. Okay, I'll go over and pull it out and see, see if it's like a drawer or something. <clears throat> it it looks like it was a panel that may have been pulled off and then replaced. Okay, and not very not very well. Okay, I'll, I'll take a look at it. Okay. Do you want to, like, open it up, or are you just going to... Yeah. Poke at it? I will open it up. Uh, okay. And I'll roll over the perception check on that as well. So you pull that panel open a little bit more, uh, and you see that there looks to be damage to the equipment within this panel. Uh, I think this is probably above my <coughs> pay grade, but can I determine what... It- the equipment does? Like, what's its function? Uh, you can try a computer's check on that one. Computers or engineering, I think, uh, would be the, the way to go with it. My numbers are the same, so that is a 17. 17. Not bad, actually. Uh, so, you, you can't make the exact uh, determination, but it looks like this could be part of his memory module, or at least connecting to it. Oh, interesting. Um, I will definitely draw the attention of the others to this um, because they know the stuff better than I do. Sounds good. Uh, Nyko, what, uh, if you want to do a computer's roll, go for it. Uh, Nyko got a 22. Uh, so Nyko jumps down from you and gets uh, right into the, the panel because he's small enough to just fit right in. So he's just kind of like zoop, right inside there. Uh, and you hear his kind of echoey voice coming back from it as he's uh, crawling it inside the the uh, the inside the the system, like behind the panel. Uh, hey, boss, I think we got a, an issue here. It looks like someone spliced something in and then took it out later. So uh, it looks like someone like like jacked something into the system. Any idea what it could be? Uh, not with that. Not with the the twenty two, unfortunately. Okay. Thank goodness we have another small scientist that we can push into one of these places. <laughs> Speaking of which, Pythagoras. Okay. Um, you are still uh, you're still talking there. So, is there anything else you want to ask, or if you want to step aside, have someone else do that? Up to you. Do you remember how long ago it was when you got buried here? My memory of the last few hundred stellar cycles is very piecemeal. I remember several stellar cycles ago, I was trapped on a planet called Theophany, and some Autobots helped me dislodge myself once I heard the call. 
Because they helped, I was able to transport myself, or attempted to transport myself, back to Cybertron. From there, I don't have any memory of what happened, until the last crime reawakened me. Go ahead and make a culture check. And anyone who is listening in on this can either make their own or aid. Uh, I will aid. When this guy's saying stellar cycle, does that mean something to you? Uh, I'll aid. He's talking more like years than anything else. So I thought he doesn't have any memory until for like thousands of years. But you're saying that just a couple of years ago, he has memory of being on this other planet and then trying to teleport to... If I if I said that, my apologies. That was a mistake. Okay. He he does not have any memory of being on Cybertron recently. When no? When was he on this Theosophus place? I would have been like a decade ago. But I thought he's been buried for like thousands of years. That's what he thinks. Okay. So we've got some cognitive dissonance here. Hmm. So there actually there is cognitive dissonance. We're just not misinterpreting something. <laughs> At least. I got a 25 culture. Uh, hold Anybody on. Anybody have a help yep. with that? Coming. Coming right now. Uh, let's see. That would be... Yeah, that's uh, that's no help. Yeah. Sorry. I had four. <laughs> wow. 29, then. I can't give you everything, but I can at least give you some stuff on this. Uh, what he's talking about for uh, Theophany is a planet... Uh, that was visited by a ship called the Lost Light uh. Uh, years and years ago uh, Rodimus led a bunch of Autobots off planets uh, after the war ended to find the Knights of Cybertron kind of this mythological uh, organization that left the planets like long before the Civil Wars happened uh, and that ship uh, during like the last big crisis when everyone got together, uh, that ship did return very briefly, and uh, Rodimus and his crew helped out, and and uh, and they kind of told some people that they ran into a Titan on Theophany that they managed to restore some power to, uh, so he could teleport back home. But they didn't know his name. They'd never said his name. Uh, nope, they never. It never came up in conversation. <laughs> distinctly lack of distinct lack of curiosity on the other party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but, fuck but you I said. will say that. <laughs> but I will. I I will give you the, the descriptions of the Titan that they gave. Uh, match. Uh, match. Of course they do. Okay, so we have two sets of memories, or or histories. One saying that a. You know, a Metro Titan was on that planet and had been disabled, and then they turned it back on, and then it teleported home. Mm-hmm. And at some point in the past, it was trying to teleport, and it got buried. Again, this guy got to stop teleporting, man. It sounds like he's like messing this up all the time. <laughs> um, it might have been just the one teleportation. I mean, he believes he both was on there like 10 years ago and here for a million years. Well, we also just found so, out that uh, there was uh, a piece of memory that had been implanted, that Pythagoras said. Right. So it's possible that uh, a false memory was implanted to corroborate the story uh, of a Titan being found on uh, 
Theophany. Or to corroborate whether this dude was here for a million years. Yeah, can you, like, you're our, our tech guy. Can you come in and take a look at this? Yeah, I was just waiting for someone to tell me about it. So Okay, yeah, i tell you about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, engineer, was it engineering or computers? Engineering or computers. So who can help me with engineering and who can help me with computers? Let's get up to figure out. I can help you with either. Do you, do you want me to roll over what I had or should I roll another one? Roll one more. Nico can help if needed. Yeah, let's do computers. Nico and That is an 11, so I add two. Plus four from Nico. Do you want to use computers diplomatically? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Politely? Right? Yeah, like, like I can, I can work I out stroke, the uh, rotation I so that I everyone can get the in keys. there. Yeah. I stroke the keys. Like ever so difficult. So, okay, I got a 33 plus two from uh, Carapus, right? Yep, yep. So that's 35 plus four from Nyko. Yep. 39, 39. Plus two from Magnum. Plus four from Magnum is 41. Plus, I think that's it. 41. Actually, Wind, Windblade is like, oh, hey, actually, I'm very intimate with the computer knowledge of how uh, Titan's brains work. <laughs> What do you want? You guys are crushing these DCs. Which is good, because this was a tough one. Uh, Pythagoras, with all of the assistance from nearly everyone around you, you go ahead and take a deep dive into uh, the these kind of like wrecked systems on here. And it takes you uh, longer than you, you think. Uh, but you managed to to track down what the the source of the damage was. It looks like someone put a device in there that altered or modified the Titans' memories, likely in real time as they were happening. And as you you examine the the computers on this here, you can actually see you can see the the real history of what actually happened, and. You have to go back very, very far in order to, to find the, the source of all this. But as you're doing it, you can, you can see and you can actually get like a view from like very old security footage that Starscream himself, millions of years ago, came into Metro Titan's spark chamber installed some device in the middle of his his brain and likely rewrote his memories and has been controlling and rewriting his memories in real time over the course of millions of years a plan that has taken millennia to come to fruition aha oh jeez kind of a loud game and we'll see you all next time Oh, yeah, you will. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yes, we will. It's coming. Yeah. I reckon oh, it is a coming. The Secret Files of Teletran 1. That's Empire of Rust is written in GM by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Candidate Sweetspot, representative of Velocitron, is played by Adam H.U. The Decepticon warrior Wildstrike and his partner Nyko are played by Mike M., and Carapace, the Beast Soldier of Primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. 
Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music, such as Storyblocks, Zasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the Transmissions in your podcast app of choice. You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes, talk to the cast, and download the rule set used in the Empire of Rust. Teletran 1, signing off.